0: This week we're talking about e-commerce. Dave and Paul talk at professional websites. This time it's Dave, no Paul, and we've got Lisa instead. Hi Lisa, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm fine. How are
0: you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I think we should probably start by making it clear that y- you are the e-commerce expert, expert within Keyhorn. So I haven't, had to, I haven't had to travel very far to find you as a guest.
1: That's
0: true. That's true. So, e commerce, perhaps we should start. I'm, I'm sure most people know what e commerce is, but maybe we should start just by trying to define what e commerce is. So, what is e commerce?
1: E-commerce essentially is a way for you to be able to sell either your products or services online. And you can you can have a a, a very small e-commerce site or you can have a huge one like Amazon. So there are lots of things to think about in terms of your journey into e-commerce and lots of questions that you can potentially ask yourself before you start that will help you to determine which direction is going
0: to be the best for you to, okay. to go in okay so uh, is it true to say that on e-commerce you can take the money directly on the website but equally it could be a site that you don't take money directly so you could invoice etc but would that do you think that still classes e-commerce
1: i think that e-commerce has evolved now in such a way that most suppliers and customers would expect to actually complete a transaction there and then. There are so many different payment portals now that are available that you can interact your store with. There are buy now, pay later plans, so you can do that with people such as PayPal and Klarna. Some of the e-commerce platforms have their own payment platforms too, like Shopify, they have ShopPay. So I I think probably gone are the days where you'd be taking offline payments um i think customers and suppliers these days would expect it all to be done within the transaction
0: so if you were paying later it's not strictly e-commerce because because e-commerce is is taking the money there and then
1: well if you if you buy now pay later with klarna or with paypal you're still actually engaging and com- completing and confirming that credit agreement
0: so, so i mean in as much as if you had a basket and they sent you out an invoice and you and you paid it so it was an old-fashioned system which some people might still use that's not necessarily e-commerce um, but i mean I'm, I'm, I'm splitting hairs really so e-commerce imagine i know nothing about e-commerce and i came to you and said i want a shop. What would be the things that I would need to think about? What would you need to know to help us make a decision about what I, what I went for?
1: So the, the first things that we talk to our clients about would be what types of products are they selling? How large their inventory is? So is it a small store selling a few items or is it um, a, a, a huge store with hundreds of different product lines? So that's quite key, differentiating between whether they're selling physical products or services as well. And then we kind of get into who are you selling to? Who are your customers? Where are they? What countries do you want to sell in? Do you already have a website that you want to link a store to? Or are you starting completely from scratch? Um, And from there, we can make some recommendations about perhaps which platform that would be best for them to go on. And we'd also have a really good look at what their competitors look like, what their stores look like, where they're selling, which platform they're using. And also we'd ask them for some stimulus as well in terms of how they want their website to look and function. So yeah, yeah. there's quite a lot of scoping that happens in those early stages.
0: How the website is built also makes a big difference as well. As yeah, in, if, if, if yours is a, a, a custom content management system, Because of how the site works, it might be significantly harder to put e-commerce into that than if it was WordPress where you could just put a plug in and style it up and you're a lot, you know, it's a lot cheaper and you're a lot further down the road already.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are so many options out there. Actually, you don't need a developer for Shopify if you're slightly savvy, but there is always that challenge around how much time and knowledge. And I know that you've covered the whole develop it yourself or pay someone to do it, but you kind of really do need to think about that from the outset. Shopify is a fully hosted platform as well. So that's obviously different to if you already have a website, putting something like WooCommerce into that as a plugin, because you can essentially then start selling from a website you already have. Um, You can even um, sell these days via MailChimp. They even have an e-commerce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are lots of ways to do it answering those initial questions helps us to work with the client to recommend a solution that um, that would be best for them
0: okay right so so let's go from cheap easy at one end to kind of full functioning e-commerce at the other end so what's the cheapest and easiest way to get into e-commerce
1: So Shopify is a very easy access point for e-commerce because it's their platform's been designed um, so that it's very easy on the back end for someone to create a store if they don't have a developer. And because it's fully hosted, you don't need to think about setting up WordPress, getting hosting. It's very easy to integrate a domain name into the platform. So Shopify is from an access point of view, an, an easy entrance point. For something like WooCommerce, which you would need WordPress for, um, you would probably then need a developer. That's something that you, you'd you find it really quite difficult, I think, yeah. to navigate through. But that is a definite plus for some of our clients who already have a very good website that they simply want to start selling on.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, and have more products.
1: You know, there are ways of of, of starting out on a budget, without a doubt, for all two. But I guess it just depends on what the store requirements are and what the client already has in place.
0: Do you think there's a kind of limit to how many products you'd want to do that with before it became unreasonable? Or I mean, I I know they don't have a limit.
1: This is where you kind of start getting into themes because Shopify and WordPress, actually, and there are loads of theme retailers out there there are themes that you can buy that are optimized and designed especially for small product catalogues. Equally, right. there are themes that are built in mind for stores that have a huge, huge inventory of products. Right. And actually, some of those have been deliberately designed to be visually appealing and to kind of almost mimic that Amazon kind of shopping experience. So, yeah, sure, sure. you know, choosing choosing a theme actually is the next really big decision, regardless of which platform you're on. Right, because. Okay. Um, when, you, when you look at the theme, it's not just about how it looks. So when you choose a theme for your store, it's not just about the branding, you need to consider the size of your inventory. And then what kind of functionality that theme offers, in terms of how it navigates, what the layout is, what size of inventory it's best for, and even stuff like how the product pages are laid out. So, you know, if you've got a very, very technical product that has lots of manuals, for example, then some themes would offer a product page that would be more suited to something like that. Um, sure. So okay. there, there are hundreds and hundreds of themes out there. So yeah. really, once we understand a client brief, once we've then agreed with them which platform, you, you then start getting into the whole conversation about um, the look and feel for the theme, the functionality, the product pages, yeah. okay. the size of the, um, the inventory.
0: Okay, so if you had a small number of products, you felt quite technically savvy, so you understood technology yourself, and you didn't have a limit on time, you you could build a small shop yourself in Shopify, and it would be perfectly fine as long as you're quite flexible about how it's going to look. Um, yes, because
1: yeah. actually, the off-the-shelf themes um, in Shopify they have a store, so you'd be looking at about four hundred dollars, I'd say. But the, the Shopify themes actually require very, very little customization. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: from that point of view, you, it, it would be easy with those yeah,
0: yeah.
1: factors that you've already described to actually create a store yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, I think that's why I said um, if you're quite relaxed about the overall look and feel, because no, we all know that no theme is going to be absolutely perfect for you, Well, it's unlikely. So, as long as you're flexible about, oh, it, it's fine if I don't have this or this because it's nearly there then you could do it yourself. I guess once you start getting into the territory of, no, no, I have a very clear vision for what the shop needs to look and look like and work because my products are quite specialist. So it has to have this. It has to have that. That's the point where you should be getting in a a developer.
1: Yeah, definitely. So we have built a Shopify store recently for a client and the, the theme did 85% of what they wanted. But obviously, you can still write custom code into a, a, a pre-designed theme. So for those elements that weren't encompassed into the theme, we used our development team then to, to customize those elements. So Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. Okay. yeah that's cool. I mean, uh, we were talking about it last week, actually. This is the 80-20 was isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, in the same way as someone setting up their own WordPress site. They can get 80% of the way there in 20% of the time. But as soon as you get into the little custom bits and pieces, that's when you need to call the professionals. That's what you need to do. You need to call the professionals at that point.
1: Well, because I guess once you've chosen the theme then and you've customised it and you've got a shelf for your store, you then still need to think about adding all of your product categories, adding all of your products. So that's the descriptions, the pricing, the images,
0: you know, yeah. that in
1: itself, even if you're a relatively small store, can be very time-consuming. Yeah. So you kind of do need to factor in all of the different stages when you're planning. There'll be people now thinking, well, I want to get a site live for Christmas. Is that is that reasonable? And I think it just it totally depends then on how much stuff you actually then need to get into the store to make yeah. it
0: live. E-commerce, is it's all trust. You know, if you haven't got the right pictures, if you haven't put the time into making it easy to use, if you haven't put the time into doing the descriptions, et cetera, et cetera, people don't have to buy off of you and you don't have a physical store. So they have to trust that what you're selling them is what they want and what they think it is, that it's actually fit for purpose. So if you rush to shop and so you got a bad picture and you don't have the dimensions for something... Let's say it's a speaker, for example. I don't know why. No, it's a poor picture and they don't know how big it is. They're not going to buy it off you. They're going to go somewhere else. So is it right to say that it really is, it's a lot of effort setting it up, but once it's set up, it should be easier to manage. But there's no point doing it unless you set it up properly.
1: Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt.
0: Yeah, cool. Okay. So that's Shopify. So you've got... Very straightforward, simple shop, not many products on theirs. Next up is WooCommerce. So WooCommerce is a free plugin that that you can put into an existing WordPress website and it gives you e-commerce capability. Yes. So it gives you all the tools and it gives you all the kind of bits and pieces, but it does need setting up, doesn't it? You can't just load it and go. It you know, it needs configuring, needs pages laid out, et cetera, et cetera much in the same way as you do your WordPress site, you also need to do that with the WooCommerce part of the site.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay.
0: So if you were technically savvy, you might be able to do it yourself, might, but we're probably reaching the point where you should get a developer in.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. We, I mean, we we have clients who are using WooCommerce, and we've, we've trained them, and they're managing their stores perfectly well um, whether they would have had the confidence to have been able to set them up from scratch once you kind of train someone on how to manage a store it's very different to actually setting it up initially so I guess there's an element of them setting up but then training after that so it's just a little bit more layered
0: yeah what have you got after that I mean you then start getting into really big purpose-built content management systems that are just shops which is probably a bit much for most of the people we're listening to, but we have built stuff in those kind of systems. But you're talking serious product by then. Is yeah, that absolutely.
1: Right? Yeah, and and certainly within Shopify, WooCommerce, BigCommerce is another one. You're able to manage a very very complex inventory, and there are plugins available to help you to heavily customize those stores. So Shopify use apps. WooCommerce uses plugins, WordPress. So there are lots and lots of uh, premium and free um, options for you to be able to add functionality into those stores. Most of our clients... As, as their stores develop, they're constantly adding functionality. Yeah, yeah. There are some great digital marketing tools out there now, such as registering for back-in-stock notices, newsletter sign-ups to build databases, customizable landing pages, you can have abandoned carts so that you can encourage customers who haven't checked out on your store to come back with discounts. So there are so many things that you can do with additional functionality to start to build your store from being a, a basic
0: yeah, yeah, by yeah. Himself. But by that point, your shop starting to look extremely complicated, though, which is fine. But I mean, you, as in you're using so many different plugins, et etc., cetera, et cetera, that it can start to get a little bit bewildering if you're not very technically savvy.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, that's fair enough. Now, I mean, there is other things as well. I mean, beyond just the so you've set your shop up. Obviously, our our target area is something like. Uh, Shopify or WooCommerce, because that's where we've done most of it. That's a mid-size shop. If we then start talking about things like Google feeds, so you can do an export of your shop into Google so that when people search for products in Google, your listings come up, you know, within the shopping part. Um, That's significantly more complicated than we should probably go into right now, but that is something you should look at if you're doing a shop. Um, Yeah,
1: and Facebook and Instagram integration now allows people to be able to shop your store directly from your social media pages as well.
0: So what are your top tips for someone that wants to get into e-commerce? What would you say are the things they should do to help them decide what they need to do?
1: So, I think they need to be really, really clear about what they're selling and who to, and how large their store is going to start and how large it's going to grow into. They definitely need to have a think about what their competitor shops look like. And I would also say maybe have a think about how much time they have. So, how much time they have before they need it to be live, and then how much time they'll have to actually manage the store once it is live, or if they have someone to do that for them.
0: Right. Okay, sure. So no, not only think about now, but think about where it's going in the future. Because there's probably nothing worse than going for something that in a year's time is no longer suitable. No, it, it has to grow with you. And if you were doing a shop, let, let's say you were doing a WooCommerce shop, and we were building it for someone, how much time would we need to allow? So if they came to us now, what's the time frame before we thought it was live? It
1: very much depends on how responsive the client is in terms yeah. of how soon and how quickly they can get back to us with stuff. If we were putting the product inventory in and it was a small to medium-sized store, we've turned them around in eight to 10 weeks. Right, we sure. had one for a client that was a much bigger project that took four months.
0: So yeah, I'd sure. say
1: that would be the average time scale. Okay,
0: two to four months. If, yeah. but, but that's very much reliant on the client having things like images for all their products yeah descriptions uh, part numbers etc because we can't necessarily get that for them so there is quite a lot of work that needs to be done by the, the client in setting the shop up yeah but but it does take a lot of planning in advance yeah because there's no point doing anything else really isn't it okay excellent well um I think we've kind of covered e-commerce didn't we? that was quick that was good is there any anything that you think we've not talked about
1: we have got some e-commerce guides and how to's and tips on our blog i think really in terms of the fundamentals it's just making sure that you've got those really clearly defined at the outset
0: yeah okay and if you need any help just come talk to us yes. or, or your existing web developer well,
1: yeah well, absolutely because if you've got a website already then there will be options for you to develop that further into an e-commerce site without fully starting yeah. from
0: scratch yes um, yeah uh, depending on how it's built of course yeah yes. okay brilliant right well thank you very much lisa it's, it's been a pleasure
1: no worries
0: it's uh, you're a lot quicker than paul is that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you thank you bye, okay. bye. this has been a foghorn production Presented by David Horn and Paul Fogg from Keyhorn Limited, we hope you like the sound of this. Feel free to subscribe and tell your friends. We'd love more listeners. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can visit our website at keyhorn.co.uk. That's k-e-h-o-i-n-e.co.uk. We hope to you come back soon and enjoy more podcasts. Thank you. Bye.